real either. Well, Ooh. all birthdays are real. And, and you know whose fault that is and someone we haven't talked about enough this year? Big calendar, baby. Big calendar. And this is all big calendar's fault. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Dropping this ready? on a Wednesday, midweek. Yep, big calendar right here. Yep. All right. Three, two. Stay woke. One. Playoffs are for winners. On the other side, we do have to deal with Nagakwe. <laughs> Nagakwe. You are listening to the Packers pregame podcast. And who better to pound the rock than AJ, the tree trunks Dylan? I don't, I don't, I don't have a good nickname for him. Answering the hardest question. Or should we just let this play out? Um, you know that's a good question. Fiery debates. It's Kyle. Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller's better than Jair Alexander. Yep, he's better. Uh, unbiased opinion, I disagree. And finally, the hottest of takes from the greatest of truth tellers. Alright, look around, pre-snap, where's number 20, where's number 20, there he is, that's where I'm going. You don't even have to make reads. This game is a chance for Mitchell Trubisky to turn the tide on his career and the next decade for the Chicago Bears. The question that everyone should have been, well, it shouldn't even have been a question, the statement that everyone should have been saying loud and clearly, yelling it from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, is look what Aaron Rodgers has done in spite of Mike McCarthy. He has won in spite of the people above him and the people higher up in the organization. He has dragged this team through the mud. He has willed this team to win. We do not give him the credit that he deserves. Hello, and you are welcome for listening to the Packers pregame podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and with me today, we have the CEO of the Woke Mob, Bill. Gang, gang, what's up? And we also are bringing on our good friend, someone who, before this week, was going to refuse to come on the podcast anymore. But circumstances have changed, and he is here with us. He is our resident Bears fan, Jeremy. How are we feeling, Packer Nation? Feeling great. going to beat the Chiefs? Yeah, uh-huh. Um, so uh, we're also going to bring on a couple people to talk about what happened this week. Uh, maybe not a couple, just one. Uh, but before we get into it, for anyone listening who does not want to listen to any more of the Aaron Rodgers COVID stuff, feel free to skip ahead because we are going to spend some time here and I am not sorry about it. The second thing about that is if you are looking for 100% serious takes when it comes to the Aaron Rodgers situation, you are probably not in the right place. Go to Twitter, search Mina Kimes, search Bomani Jones, search Mike Ryan. You'll find Clay some... Travis. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, Joe so, Rogan. Joe Rogan, right. So um, we're, we're going to talk about how we feel about it, and that'll probably be kind of serious. But then there are going to be a lot of jokes. So if you don't want to listen to all of that, skip forward. We will be talking about the Packers and the Chiefs. We are eventually going to lay out here for Jeremy and give Jeremy his well-deserved victory lap, one that 
has taken 10 years to get to. But before we do that, we are going to spend the first 10 minutes, 5 minutes of this podcast pretending like this week didn't happen. And the way we're going to do that is on the rundown, the CEO of the Woke Mob, Bill, had taken some notes about last week about how we felt after the Cardinals win. And so go back in time to before Wednesday, to before Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID, to before he went on the Pat McAfee show and just hit himself over the head and buried himself. Bill, go through your bullet points on the Packers beating the Cardinals. All right, <clears throat> so real, just real quick before I get into that. Um, so Mike mentioned that we're gonna have a guest on as well as besides us. Uh, I put out an open invitation in our group chat, uh, got no response. Uh, so once again, we are being deplatformed by the, we are in the crosshairs of the woke mob. We are being deplatformed <laughs> and our views are being silenced. So with that being said, travel back in time with me to last Friday night, October 29th. <laughs> so, to recap, this was the best win of the Matt O'Fleur era. Still, still a valid. I, I still think that is a, uh, a true statement. Um, Aaron Jones was definitely worth the money, and AJ Dillon is real good. Again, f- still factually good still factual statements. Uh, yes, Mike. Again, have you have you come all the way back on Aaron Jones being a bad signing? Uh, yeah, I have actually. It's not the only thing that I've come back on. We'll talk about that. I've also changed some stances in other areas. Um, but no, okay. Aaron Jones, the way that the Packers are using him as a like hybrid wide receiver running back more than a running back. I mean, he's not getting a ton of touches. And if that's how we're going to use him and he's also productive in the way he's been productive, then yeah, definitely worth the money. What I, what I was scared of is what happens to most running backs which is they signed the big contract, they've had a giant workload, and so they diminish. They, uh, they have some sort of depreciation in their value. And so I want to give all that credit to Mike McCarthy for being dumb enough to never use Aaron Jones in the beginning because that has made Aaron Jones very valuable now. Yes. Um, so I put third bill point, the defense is good, question mark. Uh, this is that's a really good question because I here's here's what I'll tell you. I am sure that they're not bad. Yes. Right? You know like that. previously it would have been like, okay, this defense is bad, but can they be good? This defense is not mm-hmm. not bad. This defense, if I had to choose good or bad, like if you if you put that dichotomy in front of me, I would say that they've been good. They've been really yes. good. Now a lot of the reason that they've been good has to do with turnovers, which are it's not something that's sustainable. But um, I would say that they're not bad, which is a nice hey. change. Hey, turnovers is how we got the uh, the, the lone Super Bowl, the Don that's Capers right. t- turnover machine. That's right. Um, so yeah, I think yes, the I think in the beginning of the season, um, you know, the teams we were playing weren't particularly, you know special so it was like well we don't really know for sure but then we've you know now we've played the cardinals and we'll see we'll definitely see for sure i think with the chiefs coming up yeah um so uh my fourth bullet point i said you are welcome for talking shit about the secondary which i think ties into the previous one yes uh 
the turnovers, the, se- the secondary has been good, even with without King of the Slot, without Jair. Um, well, Bill, for the audience that may be new, uh, because I am willing to bet that we're going to have some new listeners this week. Why are why should people be thanking us for talking shit about the secondary? Because we we buried them, right? Yeah. What does that mean? Ex- explain it to the people. Oh yes. So so burying was the thing we started. Is it last year or the year yeah, before? Last year. Um, which is basically every time we talk shit about a player or a position group, they would always uh, overperform the next the following week so then it just became a recurring thing where we would just yell at the the people that we wanted to play good and then they would play good again so 100 percent undefeated um our d-line is good and hurt which is also still you know from like six for six in factual statements yep uh now the last two the last two uh Maybe not have aged as well as the others. <laughs> uh, is it time to look to the one seed? It was. It, at the it time. Was. But here's the thing. If we can go one and one in the next two weeks, like the game that is going to determine if we get the one seed is the home game against the Rams, right? Um, that is probably the, mo- like mm-hmm. the most important game. The The Bucks have already had two losses. So if... if we end the season tied with the Bucks. Um, I don't know how the tiebreaker works, but like we have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals. If we beat the Rams, we'll have the tiebreaker over the Rams. So it's still possible, but much less likely now. Yes. So finally, my final recap point. Oh Lord. Was <laughs> Aaron Rodgers ain't leaving this team, which. Oh Lord. I. <laughs> I I didn't think it was wrong. I no. didn't. I was after the. It was a. It's a huge road win against a good team where we had guys out with guys out hurt, guys out with COVID. I mean, I Mike, you said it best. I think on on the pod we did previewing the game where I did my score prediction and I just talked myself in and out and in and out of winning before I yeah. finally decided to settle on winning. And then I was so pumped up. It was like a statement win. And then not uh, not four days later, a week later, it has all come crashing to earth in a fiery explosion. It was. He went on the Pat McAfee show and talked about how he's having the time of his life with his best friend. And he's, I mean, he won a football game with Jawan Winfrey. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, this is, this is it. This is the, like, he will come back. And, and I wouldn't blame the front office for him coming back. And mm-hmm. then Wednesday and Friday happen, and it's like, I mean, what in the actual hell is going on? <laughs> it, yes. It literally, it, it's like a bizarro world now. It's so I different. don't, I don't understand the reality I'm currently living in. Gotcha, Lance. Then don't ask it, Lance. Okay, so let's actually hop in to that. Let's talk about what happened over this last week with Aaron Rodgers and the positive test, which was bad enough. 
piled on top of that. He lied to everyone, directly to their faces. And it wasn't like he lied and said, yes, I'm vaccinated. He did like a lawyer lie. Like mm-hmm. a- yeah, I'm immunized. I'm immunized, right. And so then it's like, that's bad enough. My feelings were hurt enough there. Aaron Rodgers decides to go on and defend himself on the Pat McAfee show. And it's like he poured gasoline on his body and lit himself on fire and was like, nah, this is this is good. I'm good. Like he's he, like, it doesn't hurt. Like I don't I don't even know how to describe what he did. It was horrendous he, he did the discount double down into some bullshit is what he did so before bill and i talk about how our the way we perceived what happened we have jeremy on here and jeremy for the last 10 years of life has proclaimed that aaron Rodgers wasn't really that smart he has had to take numerous heartbreaking defeats to a man that he despises. I spent the weekend with Jeremy at a wedding last weekend, and Jeremy would just ask me questions like, why did Aaron Rodgers and Olivia Munn break up? And I would say, I don't know. And the answer every time from Jeremy would be, because he sucks. And he would just do that throughout the night. And now... Our friend Jeremy, I think it's fair for us all to lay out for him. Bill and I, we're going to lay out and let Jeremy take his welcomed and deserved victory lap. So go ahead, Jeremy. I can't believe... Why don't you wait for your dog to stop? Hold on. Why don't you wait for your dog to stop running into walls? She's playing (laughs) on a wood floor with a toy. Let her be. This is my time. Okay. <laughs> Quit trying to cancel the dog, Mike. Yeah, you woke mob. Hand asshole. up. Hand up. I'm in the crosshairs now. I really can't believe that this day came. There couldn't have been a better time for there to be one of those, uh, like, prompt tweets where it just, like, it's meant to get quote tweets and replies for, like, your own thing. And it was yesterday. It, was def- it wasn't even a sports account. It just said, describe in your own words the feeling of delayed gratification and it couldn't have come at a better time it was in the middle of all of this the whole pat mcafee show i have been waiting years for the world to see this man for the man he truly is i everybody knows all the bears fans know except nobody else in the world knows this guy is a phony he's a fraud he's not that relatable and he's just kind of a jerk and everyone seems to think he's not. So I, I'm not quite done writing down some things that I wanted to write down and get to here, but I think I got the wheels turning. I'm just going to start with... I don't even know where to start. Let's go back to maybe the first time that Mike found out how much I really didn't like him. It wasn't just... So it's around 2014, maybe 13, because it wasn't yet the... NFC Championship game year. It was the year before, and neither team was very good. It actually ended that year in the uh, 8-7-1, 8-8, 4th-8 game, 
which oh. it just showed him like how much I see the death of man. But he got hurt in that Bears game, and then he got hurt half the year, and then they had to play, and then they lost, and it just started another downward shitstorm with the Bears getting pummeled by the Packers for the rest of the decade. But I want to say it came the next year when I started this little bit that I finally told Mike about because I just hated his face. I hated his face so much. He just did that little that little smirk, that little grin he does in all of his post-game press conferences and on-the-field interviews after games and after wins. So after every single game, and like they won a lot of games, so I got a lot of work out of it. After every game, I'd put on Snapchat a very close-up, zoomed-in face of Aaron Rodgers doing his little, you know exactly what I'm talking about, people at home, his little lips closed, sealed shut, and just big white person smirk grin after he says something corny that's not actually that funny and it's just about how some bullshit happened in the game and he blows it off to, oh, you know, just, uh, we just push forward and wins a win sometimes things bounce your way and he gives you the little smirk so after every game I put it on my snapchat stupid face week one and it carried the whole season I can't believe I actually made it every single game that's where I'm gonna start with corny ass shit he does. The smirk is when I really started to detest the man. Stupid face Aaron Rodgers was what I put every single week. Uh, let's see, there's just a lot of corny quotes that everybody eats up throughout the years that I've always hated. First one's probably R-E-L-A-X. Like Packers fans started that, it blew up. Then they started winning games and everyone in the NFL started to eat it up. Like you guys, he, it, that wasn't, what are you, what, what's so great about that? He just said, relax. They, of course relax. They were a good team. You guys are overreacting. Not that impressive to just say, relax. We're going to be okay. Oh my God. Can you believe how many games I've won in a row since Aaron Rodgers told us to relax? For the audience at home, Jeremy just got so mad that he waved his hands back and forth. Knowing that no one can see him, he got so mad, his body just started waving his hands. Continue to the, go to the next season, maybe two seasons down. When was Run the Table? Because that was maybe two seasons after. 16? Run the Table. Very yeah, annoying. 16. I think we can run the table. Right after he said that, I went and looked at their schedule. I said, yeah, no shit you can run the table. Look at these teams. Somebody do some fact checking for me because I'm pretty sure it was a dog shit slate after that. What do you know? They ran the table in a terrible NFC North and they won the division again. What a surprise. Oh, a win's a win. Does anybody here know when a win's a win happened? It was an ugly game that they should have lost, but he said, oh, you know, a win's a win. We'll take any wins we can get. And the best part about all these is that there's probably more that I'm forgetting, but then we come to 2019. It was the 100th, you know, the centennial season of the NFL. And, you know, the Packers had already done their 100th season because they think they're better than everybody else and that they technically were founded in 20, like 1918 when really they weren't, that they hadn't started yet. Uh, 2019, it was week one, so they were doing the whole like 100-year thing and like go to Chicago, it's week one on Thursday. And he goes, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a cliche guy, but uh, I forgot what he said. I only got not a cliche guy in here. But then I ran through all those <laughs> quotes. You're definitely a fucking cliche guy. <laughs> We all know you're a cliche guy. Let's see. Fake ass respect for Bears fans in Chicago right into I own you. You don't respect them. You don't respect Chicago. We know you don't. Quit lying. You're a liar and we know that now. Also, apparently he's so relatable to just everybody out there. He's just the working man's QB. Everybody's so funny and quirky. He really loves the office. You know who else loves the office? Everyone. <laughs> 
You know whose favorite, oh, my favorite thing from the week. I found, I searched Aaron Rodgers in our group text and Bill sent us one months ago about, hey guys, Aaron Rodgers just said on the Pat McAfee show that he likes Robert California more and more every time he watches it. Red flag. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to like Robert California, but he's weird. All right, Jeremy, hold on. I got, I got the uh, run the table games. Give it to me. This is 2016. I'm going to do my best to remember how these teams were. At the Philadelphia Eagles, win 27 to 13. Bad team. At home versus the Houston Texans, 21 to 13. Oh, always bad. There's no way they were good. Seattle Seahawks, win at home, 38 to 10. Ooh, somebody had to have been injured. Russell Wilson threw like five picks that game. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> at, at, at Chicago, 30 to oh, 27. That bad was, team. 2016, bad team. That was the Jordy Nelson deep ball at the end of the game. Remember, oh, the Packers team. had a giant, giant lead. Um, again, again, bad team, and they only won by three. A home game on Christmas Eve against the Minnesota Vikings that I was at. So it was Vikings, because of me. Team. It was because of me. Uh, and then uh, January 1st game at the Detroit Lions, 31-24. Oh, what a surprise. They've got the Lions in a get-in-the-playoffs type of game. What a surprise. There and you go. Then, and then, well... <laughs> And then they had the Giants, 38-13 in the wild card round, which is, by the way, the last game Odell Beckham was good. And he wasn't even Ooh, good interesting. Well, that was also the Odell Beckham on a boat game. Yeah, that was the, the party was in the Miami. the boat game. Yeah. And then, the, now, Jeremy, this was an impressive win. The only impressive win they had during that entire streak was at Dallas. Look, man, this is run the table to get in the playoffs. It wasn't run the table, go to the Super Bowl. They beat the Lions, they got in the playoffs, run the tables over. I agree with you. And then they got thrown on the Falcons. So I have one last thing until maybe I can bring up some more things. Oh, I have two more things. One is kind of another thing that I'm mad about. Another one is just kind of like uh, there are there are others out there like me. So humble guy, great competitor, great teammate. Until he loses and takes passive aggressive shots at players and coaches. Most notably after the NFC Championship game last year. Well, you know, that's not my call. Maybe stand up for your coach, man. The guy who's the best record as a head coach in the league since the Super Bowl era started. Maybe either tell him you want to go for it or don't blame him in the end. Don't be a jackass. I've always seen right through your bullshit, man. And then let's do something fun. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you do that, we have someone from the medical community here who I think would like to share an opinion on the Aaron Rodgers thing. Go ahead, Helen. Well, <laughs> he's a fraud. He doesn't do any of his research. He's a and fraud. All of the things that he's gone and said have all been medically disproven. And it's just embarrassing for him to repeat these so confidently and literally put all of his basis on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's a quack, Helen. He's always been a quack. And people are dying. And he gets to sit on his couch and be like, I'm 48 hours in and I'm fine. Well, a lot of other people your age are not fucking fine. They're dead. Mike, ask her how great the timing feels that she found out what I'm really about with the Packers and regarding Aaron Rodgers. She just left and took the dog for a walk, but I will ask her when she gets back. Remind me. Okay, because I'm really glad she found out just what I'm all about and then all this happened. I'm <laughs> glad she knows I'm right. She's on the right, right side of history. Okay, so the last thing that I got last night that was really funny, it was maybe only on my Twitter that it was trending. Who knows? But... 
as of the words as of bears were trending last night because I bet mm. you there's so many people just like me who are saying <laughs> yes, Bill. Sorry, I just on my Twitter as a Packer was trending. Trending. Oh, so that's good. It's, we had the the dichotomy of the fan bases. Yes. So let's read some of my favorites that I uh, liked last night on Twitter. Uh, let's see. As a Bears fan, I welcome the rest of the world to the anti Rogers Club. As a Bears fan, I can't help but laugh. Oh, hold on, hold on. Ooh. Helen, Helen, just, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't Helen literally started a walk with Moose and collected her thoughts, and she's back, okay? So I'm she has more. Again, this is a medical person. She's a nurse. She said she's a nurse. So here you go. It's also people like Aaron Rodgers who are not vaccinated and who are killing people that we've seen in the hospital, like people that are in their 30s and have had organ transplants and have gotten the vaccines. Their immune system's still low. And someone like him gives them COVID and they die. That's all. Jeremy Ivermectin work. Aaron Rodgers is killing people. Jeremy wants to know, number one, does Ivermectin work? It's for fucking horses. <laughs> and the second thing that Jeremy wanted to know is how happy are you that you found out what he's all about with Aaron Rodgers and the timing of it because you heard what he was all about with Aaron Rodgers last weekend and then this happens. I, I hate him. I honestly... I will become a Brett Favre fan now, which makes me sad. Oh, you don't have to do that. Well, you don't have to do that. No. That might be a little. I don't they think you should do that. That's actually that. Okay, good. Well, also, you shouldn't do well, that. Brett Favre is uh, not a. She's a Jordan Love fan, she said. She's a Bears fan. Yeah, okay. Jay Cutler. Absolutely. So, not. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, that's the last thing I wanted to bring up was that Jay Cutler came out of the woodworks in the last calendar year and started doing more things and he's also got his own podcast that isn't exactly about sports just kind of about anything oh my god the upset of the year is Aaron Rodgers turning into a pariah before Jay Cutler did that's incredible what were the odds on Jay Cutler turning himself into just like an exile minus 7,000 yes Aaron Rodgers finally finally Jay beats Aaron incredible day yeah so i've got just a couple more here same light um as a bears fan i can't help but laugh you folks are just now finding out how insufferable aaron Rodgers is <laughs> <laughs> as a bears fan i can't get enough of this aaron Rodgers hate injected into my veins i'm just been glued to twitter the last couple of days yeah uh, as a bears fan it brings me no joy but aaron Rodgers should definitely quit or the league should kick him out or pull again brings me no joy <laughs> As a Bears fan, I just want to welcome everyone to the right side of history. Oh, and let's take a look at some of the, my own tweets that I searched the last couple of years. Uh, I did strong white arm, Vikings, strong black arm, Bears, clenched fist, stupid face Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers playing at an MVP level and the Packers stand in between the Bears and a playoff berth. Uh, I'm not a cliche, guys. So I'm just going to say, so I'm not going to say it's another game. Aaron run the table, Rodgers, not a cliche, guys. And also, I just want to be on the record that I told Tim Kaiser on Twitter two years ago that uh, I've ignored everything cool he's done for a decade, and I don't plan on stopping now. Thank you, Jeremy, and I am happy for you. Uh, No, you don't have to take a backseat. You can be a part of this. Go ahead, Bill. I have one question. It popped up in my brain last night. So you, like this whole week, as Mike and I and other people in our group chat have just been like running around like chicken little here 
like every time it's like a new quote we're just like reacting 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 and then jeremy is just like posting like gifts of like like happy smiling like excited rocks like, in looking are... at his phone just like ah! yes 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 that's exactly what i was thinking of how what is the what is the range of emotion you would go through to go from this to Sunday Jordan Love being good and the possibility of Jordan Love being good for future years? It'd have to be multiple weeks against this Chiefs defense. I actually think they're going to win. I might parlay the Bears and the Packers to win this week and get like a Ooh. bet 10 to win 100. <laughs> I think it's okay. pretty good odds on right. both of those. No, if okay. he's good for like a couple weeks, which he won't because Aaron's going to be back for the Seahawks game. Oh, got to bring Maybe. that up, too. How big of an outstanding ovation is Lambeau going to give him when he runs out of that tunnel against Seattle? Oh, God. Bill and I had this conversation yesterday because I'll oh, be at, I will be at the game. And I, Bill asked me if I would cheer for him when he ran out on the field, and the answer is no. Well, no, I, I But asked, then he no, asked I me. Asked, I asked yeah, if you would boo. And you can tell me if I'm wrong here, Jeremy, but... I said I probably wouldn't boo just because of the happiness that he's brought me as a player for the last 10 years. I don't think that I can boo him, but I can definitely not cheer for him. Or am I wrong? You've got two things here. I know exactly how this goes. You either stand there stone-faced and you just watch him run out on the field, but that's not kind of who you are. I need to ask this question. How many 24-ounce Miller Lights have you had by the time they run out? A bunch. Like at least two, so that's like four beers. Mike's at least, you're not booing, but you're at least just yelling, he's a fraud! You're doing something Mike Burns style, like, (laughs) in the stadium, because that's just what you do. You just sort of yell things. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, so Bill, I am going to cede the floor to you before I go into what I have to say or want to say. How did you experience the last week or where do you stand on all of this? Okay, (laughs) so uh, I woke up at about noon, noon 30 on Wednesday to 70 text messages on my phone. God's time zone. Yes, sorry, God's time zone. 70 text messages on my phone and 20 plus Twitter notifications. And I was like, hmm, something must have happened. And as I was going through my various notifications, I see, oh, Aaron Rodgers has COVID. Okay, that's bad. And then it's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers lied about COVID. I'm like, oh, that's real bad. Uh, And then I just ended up reading through all of the text messages. And at one point, I think Ty brought it up. He's like, oh shit, Bill's, because all of you guys are having a discussion. It's like, oh shit, Bill's still asleep. Like, yep. I have no idea what's going on. And so then, yes, then I woke up into it and I fired off some stuff. And then, yeah, but then yesterday, so I'm sitting on my couch and I think Jeremy, I think it was you who posted the first tweet where it was like an Aaron Rodgers quote and Mike had asked, I don't remember what the quote was, and Mike had said, well, when was this? Because I also didn't know what it was. I thought it was maybe from his previous uh, Pat McAfee. I I uh, thought that he had said that exact same thing before, so I was like, when was this from? I kind of did yeah. too, and then it turns out it was live. Right. So then I, I started scrolling up on my timeline, and I see somebody. I don't know. I think it. it I don't know if it was a Packers beat writer or an NFL beat writer or somebody. There's a tweet from Pat McAfee that said Aaron Rodgers will be joining us live at like the top of the hour. 
you know, and someone had quote tweeted it, which is like, oh boy, here we go. And I saw that and I was like, oh shit, this is happening now. And I put that in the group chat. And then I just started scrolling up and up through my timeline and just as the quotes came down and hit me, it was just like, bam, bam, bam. And I just like, it was like, oh, that's bad. Oh, that's, oh, that's bad. Oh, 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 he said, oh, he said that? Oh, he's doing this? What? And it was just like, it's just, just an es- like this escalation of reaction from me and like everyone. And I was just like, I was beside myself. I was, and then Mike called me uh, and I was like, <laughs> like we were both like stunned. We're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, could not believe it. It was there was a new, insanity. crazy, insane person quote every minute. There, he like what people said all day. He just hit the bingo card of like buzzwords and right wing nut job conspiracy stuff. Like, dude, what are you talking about? You are Aaron Rodgers. You are the pinnacle of like white privilege. What gives you the right to say the woke mob is coming after you? It was so disappointing and the i what i had said to bill yesterday as soon as he answered the phone because bill answered the phone laughing he's like <laughs> he's like what is happening right now if aaron rodgers it, it it goes back to like him and this is where it you guys you guys watch how i met your mother yes uh, yes so i haven't watched a lot of it but i remember one specific episode where it's like their girlfriend, one of the guy's girlfriends has something that is really annoying about her, but the glass shatters. And it's like the glass shattered on Aaron Rodgers. Every single person found out about everybody's little quirks, but it's just his quirks and every, and then the one scene at the end where four things of glass break at the same time, everybody in the world just like, oh my God. What's this guy's, this is what it is. What I, I, all he had to do, this is all he had to do. Number one, it's, he's like, he believes in Aaron Rodgers so much that he didn't even apologize for lying, which is the thing that made me most upset. Like he should have been vaccinated and I can have my quips with that, but he was like, the media should have followed up with questions. It's like, no. Come on, dude, you're you're better than that. But he's not. The Bill, I'll get to you in a second. The second thing that took place was he just goes into all of a sudden. All he had to say was, "I was allergic to the mRNA portion of the two vaccines, and I didn't want to take the Johnson and Johnson vaccine." Which so he's not. She's not. Okay, sure, he's not. Um, I didn't know that. Is he really not? Why, why would he be? Why? I mean, what what makes you think now he's allergic? Like, if he was allergic, why didn't he just say that? Well, that's August? the thing. Like, I don't understand it. So, if he would have just come on and said don't, that, don't say, don't fucking say you're I'm immunized. If you're not immunized, by the way, you. He said he didn't lie about being vaccinated. If you don't take a vaccine, guess what? You're not vaccinated. It doesn't. There's no. There's no other way around it. Here's the serious part about my, like, big rant is that when he says something like that, it's that he's, like, what we all said, he's being intentionally deceitful and mischievous. And, like, that's, I've no, he's always been this way. And, and so all, like, I said all he had to do was come on, apologize, say, I'm sorry if I misled anyone. And also, like, the reason I didn't take the vaccine was this. 
And like, I would have still been like, you're an idiot, but it wouldn't have been to this level of like, oh wow, I like do not, I like do not want to associate with you. When, he, when, someone, when someone says, I've done my own research, or someone says, if the COVID vaccine is so good, then why? It's like, those are like gut punches. Don't, don't say anything else. Stop yourself. If right you're so good there. at playing football, why do you still lose? If, if right. helmets are so good at stopping concussions, why do you still wear them? Like, just stop. Yeah, and there's another one from the original training camp quote that's like the end. I wish I had it up so I can't, you know, perfectly quote it. But at the end, it was, you know, the whole kind of word salad thing that people do where they're sort of talking. They're using some cliches. But at the end of it, you know, he's being intentionally vague. And then the last sentence is, and we'll just, you know, we'll see how it, we'll see how it pushes forward. And I think this thing is going to uh, evolve throughout the season. Something to that effect, how it's going to evolve throughout the season. This guy was hoping it was all going to go away, and it did not, and he yeah. got busted. That's yep. what I think. That that sentence really says he thought this was going to go away, and the protocols were going to change, and they did not, sir. Yeah, that's the thing. He also, and I, he said it yesterday, and I saw it again just now on the ESPN ticker, but he said he said he didn't lie about being vaccinated because he's immunized, and then he also said he followed protocols except in press conferences. That means you didn't follow protocols. If you do it, <laughs> if you say you follow protocols except for a different time, then you're not following them. That's how this works. There were a lot of good memes about like the yeah no I've been immunized on Twitter. So my, good. My favorite one yes. that I saw. I'd love to hear everyone else's favorite one. My favorite one that I saw was like. My mom asking seven-year-old me if I clean my room, and then me after shoving everything under my bed, being like, "Yeah, it's been reorganized." <laughs> yeah, I I thought about I had one of those in my head. I, I couldn't figure out the right way to phrase, but it was basically like that's something I would do like in back in like middle school when it's like, "Hey, did you get that report back?" It's like, "Yeah, I was graded," and like, "Yeah, the grade was an F," but I'm not gonna tell you that. Right. Like. <laughs> I wish I liked a few. I thought I did, but I can't. I can't find any. I know there were some that I did like. Such a great I'm uh, so glad he's there's getting one, to death. Uh, here's what uh, at EDSBS Aaron Rodgers really asked to speak with the manager of science. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at Reddit CFB, respect to Aaron Rodgers for being the first player to donate his brain to science while still playing. Um, there was one, I'm trying to find it. Uh, this this went so bad that Aaron, the guy it. we talked about last week, Aaron Rodgers doppelganger, Sean. His Twitter got suspended because I think they were like, we need to just rid the internet of all things Aaron Rodgers, even just someone who looks I, like him. You're not just, even if you're just like vaguely related, just so you know what that, you know what that is, Mike. You know what that is. Deep platform. Crosshairs of the can. Yes, that's the that's the cancel culture right there, baby. Yes. All right. So hold on here. Um, I have actually got our guest. I'm gonna stop here and we're gonna bring on a good friend of ours to talk about this before we jump into Chiefs Packers. Blair Walsh from 27 yards left hash. Snap good, spot down, Walsh's kick is up, and it is no good, he missed it! Are you kidding me? The season can't end like that! All right, so we are back, and we are bringing on the number one PPP, the Packers pregame podcast defender, when, and I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say me, 
when I was assaulted on Twitter by uh, Peter Pukowski, <laughs> I had one man coming to my defense, and that is our good friend Sammy B. Sammy B. is here to. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Aaron Rodgers uh, COVID thing, and then we're going to hop into the Chiefs and the Packers. So, Sammy, we have already taken our shots. Jeremy, we we literally cleared the lane for him so that he could go in on Aaron Rodgers. We've had our discussions. So, what are what are your thoughts on what happened the last week? Where do you stand? No, I have a quick question. I need to know how, because I know how you feel. Maybe the people don't, but I know how you felt after Wednesday. I need to know if your views have Yeah, did anything change? You know what? Let's do it that way. Where were you on Wednesday? And then where were you after the Pat McAfee interview? So Wednesday's when the news broke, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we found out he was a liar, correct? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna roll my eyes anymore. My views <laughs> haven't changed. My views haven't changed from Wednesday to this moment right now. I think all that, and I sent you guys a text. All that's going on is he's missing one game. We're gonna get a sneak peek at Jordan Love. We're probably gonna win that game, and then he's gonna come back, and you're gonna forget about it. I think that's. I think that that's is my favorite question. thing about Sam's take is that he's all just on the football side. He's like, I don't give a fuck about that guy. Just win games. We're missing you for a week. Just get out there and sling it. Absolutely. Sam, Sam, and Matt Lafleur would be best of buds. Sam is like, I don't want to talk about the COVID stuff. I don't want to talk about anything but the football game on Sunday. He's yeah, like, this is. Oh, I can't believe we neglected to talk about McFleur. That guy is so pissed. But don't ask oh, Matt it, Lance. LaFleur. Yes, yeah. LaFleur. Oh, yeah. He's did sick you, of the question. Yeah, did you see, did you see the, Sam, did you see the, uh, when he was in his press conference and some guy named Lance was like, hey, I, I, I really hate that I have to ask you this. I know you just want to talk about the Chiefs. And LaFleur just cuts him off and he goes, well, then don't ask it, Lance. Don't <laughs> well, he even did it in such like a calm, cool way too. He's like, well, then don't ask it, Lance. <laughs> I saw little snippets and the last one was can't remember who asked it um but they're like have you seen are you gonna watch Aaron's uh interview with Pat McAfee and he just rolls his eyes probably not <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Sam that that's your position is this is good for the Green Bay Packers football team because they get to watch Aaron or they get to watch Jordan Love they get to see what they have and Rodgers will be back next week the Packers are going to win against the Chiefs and it'll all blow over and so this is a positive it, it's almost a silver lining uh um, yeah that was so oh, sorry to me who off. wants to go no no you go so, uh, it, it's a silver oh. lining it's a silver lining and I texted you guys this or I texted Jeremy this he plays when when people piss him off he plays like his ass is on fire um <laughs> so you never know how he's going to come out. And he's always, you know, cool and calm under pressure. So um, I don't know. I I mean, I I think he should have got vaccinated. It's whatever, though. I'm vaccinated, but I'm not the vaccination police to a, to a, any extent. That's what he said, too. And now he's mad that people are mad at him. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> uh oh. In the initial press conference. You know, I'm not going to judge players, though, who are 
who aren't vaccinated, you know, probably because I'm not, I'm a liar. Uh, and now he's mad that people are judging him for not being vaccinated. But another, another thing I thought of too, so if you would have came out and said, no, I'm not vaccinated, they would have been hounding his ass all year. So I think he was willing to take the risk just to say a word or a phrase that doesn't really mean it. Um, That's a bad risk. Well, I mean, it's going to blow over in two weeks, so I don't, I, you would have been, the media would have been on his ass up until now, the whole season, or he could have just waited till they're seven and one going into a, you know, a big game against a shitty defense. So whatever. I think I'm going to push back slightly. I think I was going to say something similar to this on the previous segment. But I think if he would have just said he wasn't vaccinated or he just said he was allergic or whatever, like I talked to a doctor, whatever his excuse was for not doing it, I think he basically would have just been Kirk Cousins where we just know he's not vaccinated and we kind of call him a dummy, but that it really doesn't matter more than that. And he just kind of is doing his thing. But now it's like this, it's like, okay, he did like, then there's all, now it's all, he lied and I didn't lie. And then all of the other stuff. And it's like, well, we would have, it would have been way less severe of a, against him if he would have just said at the beginning, like, hey, I'm not vaccinated or I have reasons for not doing it. Well, and it wasn't even a straight-up lie. He was intentionally deceitful and sleuthy. Like, he's just a snake, like I told Sam. He's just a weasel and a snake. So I think that that's actually a really interesting uh, question because if the same scenario played out where... If in the beginning he had said, I'm not vaccinated because I'm allergic and because I don't believe in science. Um, and, and, but then he gets COVID. And if he gets COVID anyways, like if Kirk Cousins gets COVID now, like he's going to be roasted. So I think he would have been roasted twice, but I just don't know if it would have been to this level overall? It's a really good question. I have no idea. No, 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 no. See, the thing, reason that Kirk Cousins is not getting roasted is because there's people, like, we can do the whole Kyrie comparison too. Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna miss football games for not being vaccinated. Kyrie living in New York, he will miss games, so they just said, no, just stay away. Like, you're not gonna be part of the team. Kirk Cousins, you're just not gonna do it. You're gonna have to live this uh, lifestyle where you're just gonna have to like, not be going out you can't be like doing this you can't be getting people infected in here you're gonna have to live this disciplined lifestyle and stand for what you believe in which is kind of what Kyrie and Kirk Cousins have been doing Aaron Rodgers out here in press conferences maskless he's wilding out of Halloween parties with the whole team he's just he's he lied and he's acting as he's acting on the lie he's pretending that it didn't happen and he, that's just what that's the worst part about it he thought he could get away with it and he did all this stuff that Unvaccinated or vaccinated people can do, and he's he got caught, and he got caught, and it's an awful look, and he's kind of an awful guy after that. <laughs> <laughs> the NFL protocols are different than you know real life. Whereas I know a bunch of people that aren't vaccinated that do stuff unmaskless, and you know it's it's not like a big rule out in life, but for some reason in the NFL they want to set an example. Um, and I'm not taking one side or another as far as like vaccination or, or COVID goes because I'm vaccinated and you know if you want to wear a mask wear a mask if you don't whatever um, so I think it's just kind of being a little blown out of proportion but if he would have just well, said in a way well if he would have just said Sorry. like 
if they asked him if he's vaccinated and he just said it's personal, like every other, like Carson Wentz does and Kirk Cousins does, it probably won't be, you know, that big of a deal. But he, like you In said, a he way, did, you know, I went around of, it. I sort of come back to the weird, like Jerry Jones, uh, like Michael Irvin quotes that they had were kind of strange, but also pretty truthful because they kind of were like you, like just let's just talk about the football part. What you're doing is you're part of a multi-billion dollar industry and you, by not being vaccinated and not being safe out in these streets, you are jeopardizing wins. Most importantly, you are jeopardizing staffers, not just other players. You are jeopardizing people within the organization. That's like, you're just, people out like us, obviously we, we don't have to be part of a billion dollar organization to have to look out for other people, but like, Dude, you got to protect the interests of this thing that is making you a lot of money and people around you a lot of money. And you can't be costing wins and you can't be getting sick out here. It's just kind of different being under the umbrella of the NFL. Like, we don't live that lifestyle. They do. Yeah, I know. We've got interests to protect. We do not. I think the, you know, every the people that should be most pissed off are his teammates. And I don't, I don't know why... I'm just defending like the media aspect of it. Like, Jesus Christ, just calm down and get off his ass for a second. You know, if I was if I was a coach and teammates and older older staffers, yeah, I'd be pissed if they didn't know. I'm assuming they had some sort of knowledge on his status, but again, it's whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, yes, Bill. Sorry, I just I, I didn't mean to, but. I think it's something we haven't talked about yet, and Mike and I talked about it yesterday, because the a lot because going into after Wednesday but before Friday, we talked about this. At least Mike and I did. The big the big question or the big talking point, at least for me, was okay. So the NFL knew that he was unvaccinated. The Packers knew he was unvaccinated, and they kind of just covered it up. That's the that's whole, a whole can of worms that I'm just kind of waiting for the dominoes to fall. And then and then that was like like I was ready to talk about how that was the big thing, and then Friday happened, and that kind of just became like way in the rearview mirror type stuff. But it's like yeah, I don't like they knew the whole time and like didn't tell anyone and like just kind of went along with it, which I'm assuming is them just like caping for him and like truck like doing things to like. Okay, you want to come back? Okay, we'll do this, this, and that. Like, you want to do your thing with that? Okay, well, if, as long as it gets you in the building and wins some games, like, whatever, man. Like, you do you. Another thing I wanted to get to that I missed my chance was that I kind of wanted to applaud Sam for his take earlier because it was kind of what Mike was going about on our Twitter account was that Sam's already just seemed to really detach himself from these people. Like, I don't care what you do outside of football. Like, just... I just watch the team and like just win games. Like I don't have to idolize you as a person. Like that's when you can really get into trouble. Like, Sam's like, I don't care. Like you're weird. You you take ivermectin and you're a goof and you're a clown. Like just I don't care. I don't have to idolize you. Just win games. And that's kind of what Mike was talking to people about on Twitter. Like what's the line? Yeah. I, How much stock you put in these people? Right. Like so so someone had mentioned that point. Like I don't like why do you care about the personal choices that your athletes make and the thing that I came to is that as with everything in the world, you can't be absolute about it. You have to draw the line somewhere. So like the, what I said on Twitter was, do, do I care what soda my favorite athlete drinks? No. I mean, I really, I really do because if you're uh, like, I don't know, 
seven up guy, we've got problems. But um, I, I don't care about that. Do I care if my athlete, like a Roldis Chapman, fired a gun off at his wife? Yes. Like that. If they, if my my athlete does something illegal, like I care. So in between there is this gray area of where to draw the line on what you care about with your athletes. And some people like morality. Yeah. Some people don't don't care that. Aaron Rodgers it lied or isn't unva- unvaccinated, and they love the Green Bay Packers. And that's cool, man. Like I get it. You, you don't you don't have to care about that. And some people draw their line at like this exact moment where it's like, yep, you know what? This is where I care about what my athlete thinks or does or choices that they make. Um, the major thing that happened here, I think is that he truly betrayed the trust of a lot of people. Like, go watch that Mina Kimes clip from yesterday. He just he just slashed so many people the wrong way. And that's, that's the biggest part, is that you can, you don't have to invest in these people, but when you kind of work in the industry, you sort of do, like they sort of become not your friends, but like a colleague, and like you kind of believe in these people, and that's what Mike's talking about as a fan. Well, and, and he just, with, it doesn't matter what his choice there was. Like he just, the lying part doesn't seem like a big deal until you realize how much stock you put in this person. Then he got rid of it all in one half hour on Pat McAfee's show. And and Mina, like the reason Mina was so upset is because Mina interviewed Aaron Rodgers, and that was like her first big piece for ESPN, and it kind of like put her on the map as this really smart football voice and. So I think that a lot of people had the same view of Aaron Rodgers that I did. Not that Jeremy did, but Not that me. I did. And when it's broke like that, you're like, you're hurt more than you should be. Well, what did she, what did, well, I, well, I'm not familiar with the hit piece, or the, um, her, her interview or whatever. No, the hit piece is not oh, that. Oh, you should read it. It's not a hit piece. It's a That's it's just a really long form interview, and it's very good feature, like long profiled feature on Aaron Rodgers. I know, but what did she read. say? What did she say about him yesterday? Or what are you guys talking? Oh, about? the clip. Yeah, yeah. the clip. She she was on NFL Live, or yeah, probably NFL, NFL Live. Live. She was on. I think it was somebody else's show. Maybe Mark Spears' new show. She just had this thirty second to a minute clip. Her talking about how we're still in this pandemic and many, many people have still died and it's because of the people who are choosing not to do this thing and like, you don't have to, but, and at the end, I can't do it. It was very poignant that at the end <laughs> she just goes and it just shows that he doesn't care. And she was, she like gave the little really sad, like, and it shows he doesn't care. <laughs> she was really upset. Her voice sounded very sad. Go check, I'll send it to you on Twitter. Watch it out. Did you just listen to the question I just answered? Okay, I got three years invested in Brett Hundley, two years invested in Joe Callahan. The quarterback room is exactly where it needs to be. So, boys, on that note, we've got Sammy B here. We know what he wants to do. Let's talk some (laughs) football, baby. The Green Bay Packers are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. We, once again, do not get Mahomes Rodgers because the world is a sick, sick place. But we get our first look at Jordan Love, the quarterback that the Packers front office has made their bet on. Uh, And 
I am going to start with Sammy B. Usually, Sam, I know you're an avid listener, but we talk about the game, and then we're going to talk about the things that we're excited about, the things that we're scared of, and Jeremy is just going to chime in with his negative comments and or jokes. And so, Sammy, what are you most looking forward to in this game, or like, what's getting you excited? I think that's pretty obvious. We, we've already kind of touched on that a little bit, but, um, you know, seeing Jordan Love for the first time, not in preseason games, not facing the the, uh, the practice squad people. Um, no, I think it's going to be fun, and I think Coach LaFleur is going to put a game plan together for him. Whenever we go into these tough games, it always seems like he puts more time into the into the game plan, like against Arizona. There's obviously you know, a lot of pre-work going into that game. So I think he's going to kind of scheme up some plays and some drives for his, uh, for his talent. And I got to predict, you guys Sammy give a prediction or no? Most Packer fans oh, yeah. of Packer fans of all my friends. We will, we will absolutely give a prediction at the end. So, okay. Let me ask you guys this though. And then I'm going to, I want to hear about from Bill. Have you, or have you not YouTubed Jordan Love highlight videos? Cause I absolutely oh, yeah. Absolutely have two or three different times. Uh, I have no I have not recently, but I did I did when we drafted him, and I was I was all over it. I was like, okay, this dude's got a little bit of an arm here. <laughs> I see some throws he's making. So, Bill, what are what are you most excited for? Because I also want you to mention the idea that of the people in this phone call, you were the most ready for the Jordan Love experience. Yes, uh, yes, I'm glad you mentioned that because, again, uh, Mike and I talked for a little bit yesterday about all of this, and I I remember it back. Jeremy, I don't know if you remember this. Sam, since you're being a listener, maybe you do as well. The pre- before week one, before the Saints game, which, what a weird-ass game that was. Looking Doesn't make back, any sense. <laughs> um, I had said, I am ready for, I, jokingly, I had kind of said, I am ready for Jordan Love, the Jordan Love era. I'm here for it. You know, blah blah blah. Done with Aaron and all that. I did not think I would actually get to that point in week nine. <laughs> Especially not like this. Not definitely not like this. I was like, oh, okay. I guess it is actually time for Jordan Love. And I know we're only getting him for a week, but I'm very much excited to see, especially coming off um, Arizona and seeing what what uh, LaFleur did with the people he had for that game. And now it's like, okay, so now we get uh, Love, and he's not going to have Malik Taylor as his number one wide receiver. Like, he's going to have Devontae Adams. He's going to have the O-line. He might have Bakhtiari back. We don't know for sure. I think today is the day where we'll know if he's going to be there or not. Like, he's going to have, like, the the starters with him. So I'm definitely excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... Oh, man. Ooh. Mm. I think another underrated thing to look for is how, how good the defense plays. I know they played pretty well Thursday, but Thursday games can get kind of, you know, they're, they're weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and defense has been surprisingly good this year. I, yep. I don't want to say. Talked about that. <laughs> yeah. So, Did Sam, about so, that? Yeah, we, so we talked about this in the beginning and I actually would love your take. Uh, Bill had in our rundown the question, is this defense good? 
I, I don't know. I think it is. It's got it's it's at least above average. That's I would exactly think. what I said. Right. I was like, we know they're not bad. They're not bad, and they're a little bit better than average. I, in my opinion, um, and that's not even they're not even playing full strength. So I think. You know, we got Joe Barry running the Vic Fangio. Yeah, they ne- they never play full strength, to be honest. <laughs> What's that? They're never full strength, if we're being fair. Right. They just never are. But we got Joe Barry running the Vic Fangio scheme. And, yeah, uh, so is everybody. Well, it's working. <laughs> Except for Vic Fangio. <laughs> it worked for a while. First four weeks, it was working. So the thing that I'm most excited for uh, is I think that what we're going to find out this week is how good the rest of the team actually is. I think that's been an underrated part of the season is that the front office has done a really good job at just putting together a solid team. Like we have somebody doesn't agree. Well, we, who's that? The guy who's not playing. Okay. Well, anyways, um, (laughs) we're not talking about him. We've moved on. Jeremy. Uh, I have. Well, if you want, if you want more, go back and listen to the first part of this podcast. Uh, so, but like we, we have good wide receivers. Uh, we have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. We have a good offensive line. The defense is coming around. I, I'm excited to see if that is something that has been bolstered overall by Aaron Rodgers, or if it's real, like if we have an actual good team outside of the quarterback. That is absolutely what I'm most excited for. Best case scenario for the Chiefs would be exposing their secondary, and it's a team that can do it. I just think the Chiefs are broken. Yeah. Do we have a scouting report on the Chiefs' offensive line? Do we know how good they are? I think it would be interesting to look at our D-line. It's kind of a mess. Yeah, not good. That'd be a, you know, that's another underrated matchup is our D-line versus their offensive line. Um, I don't think our D-line gets as much credit as it does. It's not, by any means, it's not like scary, super scary, but they're efficient and they get sacks when they need to. They get turnovers. Um, So we'll see about that. All right. Dean Lowry, career year. Yes. Dean Lowry. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Steve Martin. Steve Martin's a prop comic. So listen, uh, on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the coin, uh, I'll start with Bill on this one. Like, what are you most scared or nervous about going into Sunday? Oh, that Jordan Love sucks. Easy. That's not even, that is far and away. Like, if he comes out there and it's just straight up bad, like, it's like, oh, okay, he fucked up. Right. Like, Like, that was a bad, okay, now we know for sure. That was a bad pick. Um, like, yeah, that's basically worst case scenario is Jordan Love goes out there and it's just bad. And like I said in part one, where I'm not actually worried about how it goes this week because I just think the Chiefs defense is so bad and the Packers actually have a good unit on offense. Like, it's just built to succeed. I've said this before, too. If he is, like, any sorts of good, we get multiple weeks of this or... If Aaron leaves and he's good next year, like if he's an actually good quarterback, I just and Justin Fields is bad, like I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm on the record. I'm just I'm done. If Justin Fields doesn't get an extension and Jordan Love is going to the playoffs, like I'm just out on football. I'm so done. Sam, what are you most yeah, nervous man. about? Um, I guess yeah, I uh, would say a little nervous to watch how Jordan Love plays. I think you can't really judge him 
too much on this game. One, it being, you know, so much drama around this week. Um, you can't really expect him to go in and Matt Flynn it. Six TDs and 400 yards or whatever oh, he man. did. Yes. Um, but I'm actually scared of the Chiefs finally clicking. Because like Jeremy said, they are a good offense. And Andy Reid's a good coach. And there's just going to be that one game they finally click. And they like don't punt once or they bomb it. Well, they did that against the Eagles, so we see they can do it. They scored on, like, six straight touchdown drives, and it was like, oh, that's what they can do to bad teams. Right, but it's been so up and down, and I feel like, you know, if it's a game against a good team like the Packers, 7-1, and and they finally click, that's some momentum heading into the second half of the season for them. So, And I'm not, you know, we don't have to – we'd have to meet them in the Super Bowl again to play them, but um, I'm just kind of worried about this. This one week where it finally clicks for him. Dude, I that is exactly where I am, Sam. My biggest fear going to this game is that Patrick Mahomes remembers how to play football like Patrick Mahomes. That is my biggest absolute fear is that Jordan Love has a good game, plays well, and we lose 45 to 31. You know, like yeah. it is because I that that's what I was nervous about when I thought that we were gonna have Aaron Rodgers was like man, like, is Patrick Mahomes going to remember how to take a three-step drop and hit someone in the chest? Uh, and right. that that's what, what scares me the most. Um, I don't think I have anything else what that I... really scares me. Like, I'm not really worried about the Jordan Love performance. I think that he's actually going to be pretty good, like, not to go into prediction, whatever. But he looked good against the Bills in the preseason. He looked good against the Saints. And the Bills had, when Jordan Love was playing, they, that was their first team defense. Like, he looked fine. And then he looked fine against the Saints. He looked better than Rodgers did against the Saints. Uh, so I'm, I'm not too worried. I think he's going to come out and, and play pretty well. It's just on the other side of the football where it's like, you can still be a good defense. And if the Chiefs are on, they can put up 45. And that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. It's a lot easier to know you can make a mistake when fucking number 12 is going to run out there and just get you in field goal range if you need to. Right. (laughs) All right. So let's do, uh, well, did we want to do any sort of uh, Jeremy? I know Jeremy likes to run through previous scores. Are we going to do that today? Or is it because we're already over an hour? We just want to hop into score predictions. We're pretty tight, but I can give you a quick rundown. Give me a quick rundown. the first. First ever time these two played each other. Super Bowl? Super Bowl 2. No, it is number 1. Super Bowl 1. Super Bowl 1. The first one, 35 to 10. Unbelievable. The Chiefs lead the all-time series 7-5-1. Oh. The very second game they played was 10 to 10. (laughs) The Packers have actually won the last two against the Chiefs, and the last one is because Matt Moore started the game, and he won by a touchdown. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> that was the Aaron Jones game. Dude, that, what a do you remember? Okay, if we're going to go live back in that game. Oh, man, that game. Oh, so good. Do you remember that throw to Jamal Williams oh, yeah. in the back of the end yeah. zone from Redacted? Ooh. Like, Redacted <laughs> threw the ball. <laughs> redacted threw the ball in the back do of we, the end zone. We just, are, we, are we Josh Hatering? <laughs> no. Is that what we're no. doing? <laughs> The funny thing about that play is he had Aaron Jones wide open 
there was no one within five yards of him sitting right at the goal line. And he just scrambles out, tosses his little sidearm fling right in the corner. And that would have been Aaron Jones. If he would have thrown it to Aaron Jones there, I don't know. Did he have three touchdowns that game or, or two? He should have. He should have had three, except he stepped out of bounds on one of them. And oh, you're yeah. like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> he, like, there was no one around him, and he just, like, it's like the sideline was a – he was like a magnet to the sideline. He just kept going over there and <laughs> stepped out of bounds. Yep. All right. So, let's do some score predictions, boys. We are going to start with the hater, Jeremy. Give us a score prediction. Uh, Chiefs figure out how to play offense again, and Jordan Love is bad. I'm going 34 to 20. As Jeremy says that, remember, he will be with his real money gambling on the Packers' money line. (laughs) Maybe. I just might. (laughs) Sam, give us a prediction. I'm going to leave this one up to making Mason Crosby. I think it's either going to be a missed field goal or a made field goal at the end of the game. So are you saying it's either going to be making or missing Crosby? Yep. And I'm going to go make just because I'm biased. So let's go uh, 30-27 pack. Woo! All right. Um, Maybe a defensive touchdown in there or something. I like that. Help Jordan out. Okay. J-Lo. Defensive touchdown, huh? We haven't had those in a while. That would feel so classic. <laughs> oh. Yeah. At some, okay, I need I need to bring this up now. At some point, Jeremy, I would like to get the, the definitive definition of what a Packers turnover is. I'm working on the manifesto all year long. I've also you've been saying talk, that for a couple a... years now. No, well, I this... actually have it written down in my notes now. At this so, like, point, it's being worked on. Okay, because it will become print and it will become framed. It will be on my wall at some point. Because sometimes life. I think I see a Packer turnover and then you tell me no, and then I don't know what a Packer turnover is anymore. Tyler feel... abuses it. That's okay. <laughs> well, sorry, Tyler, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I, have a, I have a top list of the 2021 season so far, and I have the manifesto in progress. You can't see either one of them until the end of the season. I feel like an NFL referee. I don't actually know what a catch is, so I'm just throwing <laughs> it out whenever I think I see one. I don't know what I'm doing. I just give a yes or no. <laughs> Face it, yes. You were you were the uh, Dean Blandino of the Packers turnover. Um, yes, sir. Okay, so I guess you want a score prediction from me then. I would love that. Uh, so I too took Packers money line. Uh, so vested interest in this one. Um, with that being said, I think Jordan Love is going to be good. He's got the weapons. Uh, he's got the line. We're playing. Uh, even though we could get a, a Patrick Mahomes get right game. Um, in the face of that, uh, they're playing a banged up D and not good D. So I'm going to say um, Packers 27, Chiefs 21. Love it. Okay, so. Um, you Jordan love it? I Jordan love that. And uh, <laughs> that, how long until that gets old? Never? If he's good? Air Jordan Love. If we're still doing the Air Jordan Love is a good one too. (laughs) If we're still doing the if we're still doing the you like that like yeah that's true whatever the you like that like the Jordan Love thing is forever. So I number one I think that no matter what they're going to cover the spread. I didn't really understand why the Packers weren't favorites with Rodgers and 
from watching games this season, we're going to find out if I am egg to the face wrong. But I think that the drop-off... Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just going to... You said you didn't understand. When was the last time Patrick Mahomes was a home dog? Because I doubt it was any time recently. That's fair. Um, I... If ever. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever... Like, probably in his rookie year. Maybe, like, first couple of games and everyone's like, this dude's the real deal. Um, he didn't play his rookie year. Would have been week 17 his rookie year. So, all right, fact checker Jeremy over here. That's okay. Right here. That's what we're here. We have him here for that. Um, I, I, I could absolutely be, be really wrong, and we can clip this and play it if I'm wrong. But I think that the pieces around the Packers are a lot better than we think. And I think the drop-off from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love is a big deal if we didn't have someone scheming everything up like Matt LaFleur and if we didn't have the pieces around Jordan Love like if if we didn't have Devonta Adams or Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb or MBS available then and it was like the team we brought into Arizona like I'd be like oh my like this is gonna be really bad but we have all those pieces and as long as Jordan Love isn't terrible I think that the Packers are gonna win and so my score prediction is 31 to 27 Packers. Okay. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm always I'm always a big fan of con- uh, contrasting things with if Mike McCarthy was still a head coach. Right. Um, I don't know, Mike, you remember a couple, I think it was like the first PPE. We it was like the second year of the pod. LaFleur, and then we went to the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. We, we compared schedules under LaFleur and under McCarthy. McCarthy went like under 500 with a tie and Matt LaFleur was like 13 or 3 or whatever it was. Yeah. You know? um, but it was like, like, I go, okay, so the, the Arizona game and then this game, like, Mike McCarthy, he maybe last game would have actually schemed up some stuff, but we still definitely would have lost that one. Um, but this game, we would for sure lose. Oh, we absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, uh, I want to thank Mr. Sam Bauer for coming on to the podcast. He's been a fan for Great a long fan. time, and he is the PPP's biggest defender. Thank you oh, for yeah. defending us against Peter Pukowski. Yeah. Uh, that is not us. You that? Oh yeah, defending me. Uh, that is it. That is the Packers pregame podcast. You are welcome for listening, and we will see you next week. Send us out, Bill. Go back. Go.